I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, at first it was a real brain twister, but then I remembered a quote from a renowned poet from my earth, Alfred Yankovic. Are you talking about Weird Al? Black as the hair? Get to the point already, if you have one. If you don't mind. I would begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Ah! Uh, you never do have much margin there. Look, see if you can't leave me about an inch from the where the zipper ends, uh, round uh, under my back to my bunghole. Still punching the clock, huh? With all the romance, a two lumberjacks chopping wood. Thank God for KY. I think I'm high. I don't know where I am. Be aware, you know, because you never know, you know. And now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 27th of June. What's up, party people? Just hanging. Just hanging. Banging. Right? Yeah. That, uh, you guys do a lot of hanging and a lot of banging. I well, ask that question frequently, and right. that's always seems to be the answer. Well, I mean, you're asking, so. Yeah. We're, we're assuming. We're, I'm banging. <laughs> He's hanging. <laughs> so. Hang on. I got to find a piece of tape here. Hang okay. On. Okay. You you're take your time. Talk amongst yourselves. Right. Okay. Why do you, do you think ask you'll be day? banging soon? Because I'll be hanging <laughs> soon. Well, we usually try to keep it on a separate right. clock, so yeah. in case there's an emergency. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You can't have two people I don't know. banging you said stall, so I don't at the know. same time. I, just, right? I didn't need the time. I just wanted to see what you guys I would mean, say. Don't All ask right. us to stall again. That's what you get. Right? That's all you. Uh, I have a question for Kevin. Yes, sir. Of course, we all have the World Cup fever. Yep. World Cup. Get to the point in this tournament yes. where you lose and you're out. Yeah, this weekend. Or does it just? Do we just play forever? Just going round robin in a circle, playing the same teams over and over again. I forever? just I can't stand the group stage because you get a point for a tie. So mm-hmm. for a lot of a lot of teams, they go, well, all we need is a tie. Right. Right. Because we get a point and that adds up, and then we can move on. And but that's all over, like today or tomorrow, and then it starts the knockout round, and that's when they have to play and they have to win or go home. What okay. if they tie? Then they go into overtime. Okay. And there's two overtimes that are 15 minutes each, and then they do PKs. So they actually oh. have to have a winner okay, for each good. game. So no ties in the knockout round. Right. That's good news. You lose once, gone. Gone. How are we doing? At the beginning of the World Cup, we all picked our teams that we were rooting for. Who's still in? I don't Cause, know. Because I know Chips Peru was uh, eliminated, for I instance. I had a great feeling about it. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so she's out. I'm just wondering. We have to, maybe, maybe the time to check would be then after you know, once we get into the field of 16, maybe that's yeah, I check think it. that's pretty much being narrowed down now. Do we know okay. if I'm I don't in even the field know of who, who are you? Uh, Nigeria, you're out, uh, out totally. I believe so. That's not fair. I believe so. Oh. Mm, I'm not what positive. part of it is it fair, Allie? I'm not positive that I'm out. They have the best jerseys, that chevron pattern. I mean, 
They're, it's great. Those I shirts mean, that, are great. That is why you picked them. That is. Um, I saw a fascinating story today. And one of the, look, there are a lot of sporting events that come along that people don't. Uh, Olympics are a perfect example. Nobody cares about, um, I almost said high jumping. Do they have high jumping in the Olympics? In the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody cares about high jumping. But if you see a story about a kid who had a weird or, or uh, inspirational upbringing, all of a sudden you're rooting for that kid from that country, even though you don't know anything about the story. Yeah, if they can and, make that connection for you, it works. Yeah. Exactly. And that's part of the beauty of seeing athletes on the international stage that the rest of us don't know anything about. And I saw a story yesterday in The Guardian. Iran is one of the teams, Ali, I know you like because they're super hot, right? Those dudes are smoking. Super hot. <laughs> yeah. They have a 25-year-old goalie on the team, and I'm going to butcher every Iranian word in this story, but his name is... Uh... Is uh, something. His, all right. <laughs> his name is something. I mean, his name doesn't really matter. All his that name much. is Alareza Berenvand. Right. He is the name. He is the goalie for Iran. And in fact, he got a lot of attention a couple of days ago when Ronaldo took a PK on him and he stopped it. And it, the headlines all over the world were fantastic because people love Ronaldo, where Iran goalkeeper uh, exposes Ronaldo as a fraud mm. and things like that. Because a lot of countries get really hyped up about what's going on in the world. Cup. I mean, I did jump off the couch when he did that. Yes, it, it was, was like, no way! <laughs> so so the story about this kid is, is one of those inspirational stories. And I won't spend a lot of time on this because I know a lot of people don't care about soccer. But for the human element, I love this story. He was born in Iran to a nomad family that always moved around the countryside to find grassland for their sheep. So his first job was as a shepherd. Same. He was the el- he was the eldest child, so it was normal for him. I mean, that's what you do if you're poor in Iran, poor in a lot of countries, and you work in the family business, and you get you, they let you out of school super early. I mean, a lot of a lot of these places around the world, you know, fifth grade, they go, okay, you're old enough now, come work. So he's traveling around the country as a shepherd, but he fell in love with the game of football, soccer to us Americans. So he started playing. And he actually got on a small club in one of the towns that they were in when he was 12 years old. And he just fell in love with it. He started as a striker, but the first uh, serendipitous moment for him was when the goalkeeper got injured. And they said, hey, you want to give it a try, kid? And he turned out to be really, really good That's at it. That's the best when they just turn to the team and go... Anyone want to go in? Yeah, right. We need exactly. You. And remember where this story ends, he's at the World Cup yeah. for Red. Okay, national hero. So his father... Much like my father, when I explained to him that I wanted to go into radio, <laughs> was not about it at all. He said, look, you can't make a living playing soccer. You're working as a shepherd for the family. That's what I did. That's what you're going to do. In fact, his father was so against the kid playing soccer that on more than one occasion, he would tear up his son's jersey and soccer uh, goalie gloves. What a terrible person. So that he had to borrow a jersey and play with his bare hands. That's how much he tried to stop his son from playing soccer. The kid decided to run away from home. He borrowed money from a relative and took a bus to Tehran. On the bus, he met a football coach who managed a local team in Tehran. How long is he at this point? Uh, He's got to be... Left home. 15, maybe? 15 on a bus. So he meets this football coach who says, I will let you audition for the team if you pay me 50 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) That's getting swindled on a bus. (laughs) I mean, does that sound shady or what? You know my dad, sir? (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) 
So fast forward, he's in Tehran. He doesn't get picked up by any clubs. He is homeless, by the way, and he starts sleeping in the streets, oftentimes in front of the the, uh, little arena where the football club he wants to play for plays. He sleeps in the street there. He wakes up some mornings. People have left change for him because he's a homeless dude. This is what he's doing. Then he gets a series. I promise I'm almost done. Then he gets a series of of, uh, low-income jobs. He works at a car wash. Unfortunately, he's real tall, so he's good with SUVs. He works at a pizza shop. He works at a dressmaking factory. He works at a street cleaner. It just goes on he's and He's got to be 50 by now. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he, had, he either had a lot or couldn't keep, keep jobs or something anyway. So eventually, he does work his way into an opportunity to play and eventually, he ends up on the Iran World Cup team, where he is now 25 years old and is the biggest star going. He plays for a local team in, in Iran called the uh, Persepolis FC, I guess. And he is their goalkeeper. And he was selected to the World Cup. And now he is, like I say, he's just a superstar. But it's just one of these stories where he had every opportunity in the world to quit because it was too hard to live out his dream. And everyone denied him. Everyone denied him. Step. Except for the guy who wanted the fifty bucks from him, <laughs> and I and I would I mean I would have to think that everything he struggled through and worked so hard for had to have been encapsulated in that two seconds that he stopped that penalty kick from Ronaldo, one of the most famous soccer stars of all yeah, time. Imagine facing Ronaldo Cup. as that guy, yeah, as yeah. a goalie, yeah. The ref t- was like, "Who saw that coming?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, if you uh, if you don't have a team, maybe that's a reason to think about rooting for Iran. Uh, they're out. They were eliminated. Uh, Okay, well, way to uh, way to rain on my parade. They were eliminated in that game because that would have been that would have been really cool if we could have all gotten behind him because of his uh, sad story. But agreed. Oh, man. I, I, I just thought it was cool. He is a dick. He's not a I mean, dick. That's not what we're saying. Seems okay. like a very nice man. Uh, can you find another like real sad story for a for team, a team that's still I can in it? Left <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I ain't got time for that. Omar is going to take his kids camping. So, like we do, uh, we're very supportive Mm-mm. of the people we work with. So, mm-hmm. he has some fears about camping. Yeah. So, what we're going to do is we're going to open the phone today. We're going to take your camping horror stories to yeah. to make him feel much worse about going camping because that's us. Well, I don't want to make uh, Omar concerned, but a lot of people go camping and never come back. Right? He had no idea that bears come to campsites yeah, he didn't. and eat your food he was shocked and by that. rifle through things. I'm not going to go any place where there's a bear. Where bears can come? I'm like, <laughs> what? where are you camping? Good <laughs> Lord. In his backyard? Right. Uh, we've got your Smashing Pumpkins tickets for tonight's show. We, and and we, an announcement for when the tickets go on sale and how you can yes, buy them. Yes, that is this morning. It's the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to tell you. And boy, uh, Pumpkins fans all over the world. And I don't know why they would care all over the world because they're not going to be able to go to the show. We're writing last night about what the details might be and help tell, you know trying to figure out how to tune in and the whole deal. So it's a it's a big deal in Pumpkin Land. The uh, host of Double Dare, Mark Summers, will be on the program. Sweet. Is there an adult version of that? There should be. I really want to play that. Yeah, it's a great no, idea. When they had the casting for it, you could you know, be cast with your son, daughter, nephew, oh. cu- whatever. So I was searching for kids high and low. <laughs> no one wanted to do it. I was like, come on. just There's pretend. a crazy woman at the door. Seriously. I will let you borrow my panel van if you want, Allie. <laughs> That's how I get them. Um, Speed. Wow. Somebody here uh, at the station threw up on the floor what? outside of one of the studio, right outside of this studio, and then... 
sort of half wiped it up with a paper towel and half pushed it into the floor. Okay. And then left an air freshener. Well, sure. That's what you want. <laughs> so I believe we've tracked down the person or people who might be able to point us in the direction of who was the random throw-up person that we had to deal with on Monday when yeah. we came in. Did they do what they did in uh, elementary school? Just well, like throw some sand on it? I got to be honest. Uh, when I was a kid, I threw up in my closet mm-hmm. and I didn't want my parents to know, so I covered it up with clothes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Which, of course, is the worst idea because then things don't go well. Um <laughs> UFC's Brian Ortega in studio today talking about UFC 226 and the lead singer of uh, Panic at the Disco, Brandon, <gasps> Brandon Urie. Yay! We'll be yes. here at 7 o'clock this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. He's got good hair, man, I'll tell you that. Yes. We will uh, take a break and come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Want a fun fact? Yes. The gorillas, the song right there, gorillas, not real people, animated. Fun fact. Yep. Now Whoa, you know. That sounds insane. Now yeah, you know. know. You're crazy. I'm going to source that. Right? Hey, Ali, what's happening? Hey, Bean. Uh, we were just talking about my team, Nigeria, mm-hmm. who apparently is out. But they could still win, though, right, they, Kevin? They could still no, win it all, out. right? No, I believe they're out. Yeah, who cares? I believe they're going. Um, here's the thing. I mentioned their jersey, which is, or their kit. Right, sure. Um, which is the reason I wanted them to win, mm-hmm. because of those chevron stripes. It was just a real good-looking jersey. What did that pay off for you? And was the final four that you picked that way? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I won and the won. March Madness bracket. <laughs> I picked really ridiculous ways. Um, here's the thing. That jersey is the most popular, like, in history. Nike reportedly took three million pre-orders for the jersey, and it instantly sold out for good. There's a counterfeit market. People are making fake ones, and they're like, here, this is a real Nigerian one. No, no, they're not. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yes. I wouldn't think any of them would dominate any of the other ones. Yeah. Wow. Nigeria. It's the chevron pattern, I'm telling you. What? Yeah. Lineups up and down Oxford Street in England once they became available in June. What's up, England? Wow, what's happening? I know. Well, that's what's happening. Thanks for asking. (laughs) Ah, Remember yesterday we found out uh, Cardi B... And her new husband, Offset, got mm-hmm. secretly married last September. It was refreshing not to have to hear about that leading up to it the whole time. Yeah. Well, apparently that's a thing with some people <laughs> in the public eye. They do things like that. They don't need everything on Instagram or in the papers. Well, I don't think it happens if it's not on Instagram. But Well, Daniel Tosh, he got married in 2016. Really? What? Yeah. Uh, we know, just... Did you know that, Bean? No. I no, no one knew. Well, no one knew he's, that. He's the most private person in the world. Absolutely. Doesn't do interviews. Never yeah. see him anywhere. You just you don't see him on TV unless it's on his show. And then after that, he's just he's in the wind. Yeah. Well, he got married to a woman named Carly Hallam back on April 15th, 2016, during a private ceremony in Malibu. She's a writer for his show and also works on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Huh. Something is probably pretty funny, right? Sure. 2016. None of us knew, Daniel. You sound offended that you weren't invited or at least made, like a, I made aware. I would have sent something, right? <laughs> a little something for them. I don't think you would have. No. Um, I want to let you guys know that tonight I need you to look up at the sky. You're in for a real celestial treat. Bean, you know what's happening, right? No, I don't think I do. Wow. It's Strawberry Moon. 
moon. It's Strawberry oh. Moon. Strawberry Moon. That is I, something. The Beatles wrote that song. Strawberry um, Moon. No, forever. that was Fields. I um, um I, don't I don't really get as excited as everybody does about all the different uh, phases of the moon. But in this one, Saturn will be visible. Oh no, that's cool. I like yeah. that. It sure seems like you would. Be. This one, yeah, because planets are involved. No, yeah. I like that one. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know about that one. That's yeah, cool. the Earth will fall directly between Saturn and the Sun, which means a brightly shining Saturn will be visible in the eastern sky after the sun goes down. You know why it's called the Strawberry Moon? I do not. Since none of you knew it was happening, I'm sure you you didn't do a deep dive. Who can I guess? Yes. Because the sun makes a ring around it that looks like... Okay, I don't know. You were thinking color? Yeah. Yeah, that's a common misconception. Oh, okay. A lot of people think color. Okay. Incorrect. It refers to the time of the year. It's the first full moon of the summer. And once it, once it used to be used by farmers to mark the beginning of strawberry picking season. Like, hey, look at the moon. Better get out there, pick some strawberries. Let's call it the strawberry moon. That was my reenactment. That was your history lesson. Yeah. Now where's the fun fact, Jing? Right? We need a new one. Just saying. Just here to bring you some stuff, guys. And congratulations to James Harden, NBA's most valuable player, right? First time in his career. Big old beard. James mm-hmm. Harden, is that normal for the NBA's... MVP to come from a team not in the finals? I don't know. It seems unlikely. Let's ask Dave. He'll know. Dave says, yes, it's unusual. Okay. How's Dave holding up with Austin Rivers being traded yesterday, by the way? Oh, his dad traded him? No, not his dad. His dad's not the GM anymore. It sucks, but we got a a cool center. But it's really sad that because DeAndre's not going to get traded. So the Clippers are going to have a brand new team, but I'm excited. Wait, is his dad still the coach, though? Dad is a coach, but not the GM. Yeah. This just in. He could have stopped that. <laughs> he could have stopped it. No, yeah. he couldn't. Absolutely. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not Absolutely. anymore. Absolutely. He's the coach of the Clippers. He could have gone to them and said, look, don't take Austin. Maybe he went to them and said, take Austin. That's yeah. what I'm saying, That's right? very possible. <laughs> oh, well, it's like we didn't even know him. <laughs> I have no idea who Austin Rivers is. Sounds like a great kid. Some birthdays for you. We've got Toby Maguire, J.J. Abrams, Alana Masterson, and Chandler Riggs. Huh. 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 What do you think about that? He's hmm. on uh, He's on your show. Carl, walking dead. Is he, he still on was. the show? Was. Uh, no, he's dead. No, he's dead. Uh, they they Nigerian him. <laughs> they did. Oh. They ran him. Was he wearing a chevron print? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I am, uh, I'm, uh drowning under the weight of how much show we still have to come on this morning's Kevin and Bean program. <laughs> I really am. You're drowning. Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco comes by. Right. Allie, contain yourself. I'll try. Later on the program, Brian Ortega is going to be here. Right. Southern California's own Brian Ortega, who's 14-0 and as an MMA fighter and is getting ready on July 7th to try to become the featherweight champion of the world. But here's your problem, Bean, is that you want to make all that work. You need to accept the fact. <laughs> That we're going to ruin it along the way? <laughs> well, I, there's a lot of potential here, <laughs> okay. and I don't want to leave anything on the table. Right. And as if all that's not enough, Mark Summers is on the line, you guys, and Double Dare is back on Nickelodeon. Hey, Mark, how are you? I'm doing well. How you guys been? We're fine. I got to tell you, when uh, when Allie, who's here on the show, who, whom you've met, by the way, when she made the announcement a few weeks ago that the show was coming back, she audibly squealed yeah. with excitement, <laughs> as, yeah. as so many fans did. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, a particular generation got so excited about running home from school and watching it, and now they could have kids the same age they were when they first grew up watching the show. So it's putting two generations together, and we're just having a great time. What years was it on for the first run? We started October 6, 1986, went to about 93, and then we did some specials, 94, 95, went off into reruns, um, and then we've basically been off for about 32 years, I don't know, a long time, and then wow. here we are now, back, you know? So yeah. you must have seen, like, Clarissa Explains It All, Blue's Clues coming back, and thought, come on, we were so popular, what about us? Allie, you're exactly right. Uh, I, I saw that, and I sent an email to the execs at Nick and said, uh, uh, one line, am I getting the next phone call? And sure enough, two weeks later, I did. Oh. And uh, we put this thing together rather quickly. I've always been rather aggressive in my career. Uh, you That's know, a hell of an email. As you guys know, <laughs> right? uh, nothing happens unless you kind of motivate it on your own, and right. that's exactly what I did. And, and now we're in a studio with a, you know, a bunch of kids uh, screaming and yelling and hoping the slime comes on them. Mark, when are you going to start an adult version of this? Because I feel like I need to be in it. You know, I'm so glad you bring that up because I agree that we should do an entire adult week. All yes. All adults who, Please. as kids, never got a chance to play it. <gasps> right. Yes. And, you know, I, I just think uh, that that's a natural. We should really think about doing that. We have a Mark, Kevin and Bean team already. Yeah, together. I will wait outside that studio <laughs> starting today. Don't think I won't. <laughs> what is it that you think makes kids want to be slimed and, and and swim through whipped cream and do all the other stuff that they want to do. I mean, did kids just love being messy, Mark? I think that's it. You know, and also kids are constantly told, you know, stay neat, stay clean, you know, keep your room in order and all that kind of good stuff. And so now Nickelodeon comes up with this concept back in 86 of rewarding kids for doing the opposite of what their parents told them to do. And I think that still rings through today. I mean, it's a little bit different in that when we first started the show, we gave away the very first Apple computer. Nobody even knew what a computer was, and there was no Internet. And so that's uh, a great prize the then. Lady who, yeah, well, it was. That and Space Camp, you know. But now you fast forward the tape, and uh, the lady who's now hosting the show, Liza Koshy, is a YouTube star. Well, you know, YouTube didn't exist back then. So it's a different world, but somehow we're merging uh, these two things together, and it seems to be working. Is it hard to find kids who aren't A, fat, and B, willing to put down their phones to go on the show? Oh, damn. Wow. Well, I'm just What's saying, look at, but look, at, but look at kids in, tw look right. at kids in 2018. Pump the brakes, Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It, the kids are in pretty darn good shape. In fact, we've had a, a fair amount of good wins on uh, the obstacle course. Yesterday, we had one. Uh, they did it with one second left. So, you know, the physical fitness thing isn't uh, the difficult thing. What is difficult, though, is the questions because uh, every, everybody has a phone and they ask Siri what the capital of Indiana is, and then they forget about it. So trying to get kids to answer questions that were easily answered back 20 years ago, that's been a challenge quite often. And by kids, I watched it Monday night, and it was uh, multiply uh, the number of people in a quartet by the number of people in a quintet. And oh, I was no. like, yeah. Oh God! I think it's twenty, but oh God! I was terrified watching this for these children. Let's do the other team. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, Mark. You had uh, Keenan and Kel do the course uh, or be on the show, I should say. And I was wondering if that is going to be a theme of the new round of Double Dare Two with some more celebrities dropping by. 
Yeah, uh, Keenan and Kel uh, were fantastic. In fact, we ended up doing an hour special with them, which is very cool. Uh, Rico Rodriguez, who is uh, Manny on Modern Family, did it with his sister. Yeah, he's the sweetest kid in the world. We had Lindsey Vaughn on. Uh, so, oh, yeah, nice. a lot of celebrities who, you know, were kids uh, walking in that studio and sort of, uh, it's so cute, sort of fanboy out when they see me. It just makes me laugh. Uh, <laughs> you know? So, it's it, you know, my idol when I was growing up was a guy by the name of Soupy Sales, and I was working at the comedy store, and Soupy was doing a week there, and I got to meet Soupy and hang out, and we became best friends. And so when you meet the person that you grew up watching, there's just something very cool about that whole situation. And, oh, and I, absolutely. I, just, I smile all day, you know? I feel like that's an invitation to be best friends with you, Mark. <laughs> Is that what you got out of that? That's what I'm picking up, wow, that okay. we will be best friends. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, so before we let you go, Mark, how many, um, how many episodes are you guys doing? I mean, are you back until uh, further notice? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're doing 40. We've shot 30. We're doing 10 more uh, this week. Uh, first night ratings were through the roof. And as you know, in this industry, they just have to stick for the next uh, umpteen weeks. But uh, mm-hmm. it, it all points to good stuff. And I'm sure we'll be back doing more and uh, bigger and better and all that kind of cool and stuff. And you're on at 8 p.m. every night on Nickelodeon? Yeah, Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock on Nickelodeon, all new episodes of Double Dare. And, uh, you know, the thing I'm finding online, because we can go online, is the moms and dads talking about what fun they're having sitting watching their kids. And, and, you know, let's keep that going. Well, welcome back. You do a great job on the show, and it's very exciting to have it back on the air. And I hope uh, I hope everybody who didn't know about it now sets it up to DVR. Let's keep Mark on the air. Thanks for calling on the well, Kevin Beach Show, man. We enjoyed that. it. And congratulations. You guys have been on this uh, radio station for 100 years. I love listening to you. And, uh, 100 plus. Congratulations on all your success. 100 <laughs> plus, yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right, let me read this uh, to you, Kevin. Okay. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, Panic at the Disco's new album, Pray for the Wicked, is on track to debut at number one on next week's Billboard 200 album chart, including to these uh, industry forecasters. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one album in America, Panic the Disco. And look who just walked in is Brendan Urie. How about that? Hey, good morning. And good morning to you as well, sir. That was a great intro. Thanks for that. I don't know what uh, what sales mean anymore, the way that you know things are con- uh, configured and counted in the sure. music industry these days. But yeah. anytime you're number one on the Billboard album charts, I mean, that has to be a great feeling. Right? Oh, it's always flattering, of course. You know, I, I, I never know how to go about getting one, but um, apparently... Ever, somebody somebody does, and maybe the fans are just the reason why, but, you know, I'm very appreciative, very, very grateful for that. I know very that cool. we are all going to do nothing but to suck up to you over this new album <laughs> in the course of your visit here, but I, I just want to go ahead. on record first by saying it's the best thing you've ever done. Wow. Thank and you. I'm, and I mean it. I agree, and that's not that's because we dislike other stuff. Just, <laughs> just so you know, it comes across sometimes as like, hey, you look great today. <laughs> you. I don't know, did I look bad yesterday? But more to that point, what do you guys dislike? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about our biggest dislikes. That'd be a fun conversation. I mean, you have a lot of terrible songs, but what I'm telling you is... You've really gotten them out of your system. 
And and I I don't know. I've been reading you know all the comments online from people as the album was starting to be explored over the weekend and everything. And I'm sure you do too. I sure. imagine you do. It's fun. And you and you see uh, the theme that seems to be running through the reaction from your fans to this album is he has taken it to a whole nother level. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. That may That's mean different sweet. things to different people. But I mean, sure. do you feel like this is a, like a huge progression compared to previous records? I do. Yeah. But that's uh, it's obviously subjective. I I was just coming off of a stint on Broadway, so I was not expecting to make an album. Humble but it, but it brag. <laughs> now let's talk about that for a second. Uh, no big deal. You know. So you were on Broadway for how long? It was like four months. Four months. Yeah, but like you say months. it was like four months, like it's nothing. It yeah. was every single day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a very grueling schedule, but most people do at least six months to a year of a, of a stint. So mine was a little shorter than most, but it was. I, you know, but, but then again, I learned as soon as I got there that most people that come in just for a little, a little shindig, they only do like three shows a week. And no one told me this, so I showed up, and oh. two weeks in, I'm doing eight shows a week, you know, six days a week. I'm and like so tired. And you could have been doing three a week. I could have been sleeping half the time, man. No, but it's then awesome. you end that, and yeah. you don't take a break. You're like, listen, I've got so much energy. It yeah. kind of reinvigorate. Yeah. Free and what? Whoa. whoa. We What's know what you meant. Right. Beep, beep. Was it going to be a bleep? No, I think, I no, it really did reinvigorate a whole bunch of inspiration for me. And I did not expect that. Like I said, I got home, and... I expected to take off two weeks where I turned my phone off. I wasn't answering emails. I was just off the grid, you know? And then, like, the second day into just playing video games and getting high, I was like, well, <laughs> this is as much as I can get. You know what I mean? <laughs> Might as well start putting some work into here. Didn't yeah. you start um, writing and recording while you were still on Broadway, though? I was. I was, During yeah. your off time? Yeah. That's so we insane. Have, yeah, there's, Nuts. like, two days a week where you have two shows a day. And so in between, I wouldn't really leave the theater because there's a lot. You know, usually fans are hanging out, and I, it wasn't a lot of time to go get food so it was or like whatnot. Two p.m. and seven p.m. Yeah, yeah, or, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it's like two and six, and then I would just kind of hang out in my room, and I'd have Netflix on in the background, and I would just be playing guitar and recording beats and writing lyrics and stuff. So yeah, it was very, you know, very uh, workaholic still mindset in between doing doing shows. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I it was fun. It was just and really you, fun. And you also you it's it sounds like you learned how to use your voice differently being <laughs> on stage in New York, right? Man. Uh yeah, coming from a rock world is so different, you know, like self-taught screaming just to get a note out mm -hmm. is so different than Broadway. They have this thing called middle belt and this is like real nerdy. I had no idea what this was. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's really crazy. So basically I sing in a chest voice, and I just pull that all the way up into my head voice. Mm -hmm. But I did, there's like a middle voice or something. I don't know. Oh, so there's all a these part Broadway of... nerds were telling me all this cool stuff, and I was just like soaking it so up. So there's like a, a part of your range that you didn't even know sort of existed. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So then I, I started extending stuff and started feeling more theatrical. That just was a, a natural thing organically mm -hmm. to start writing more, more and more theatrical stuff. And so that's more. where songs like you know Roaring Twenties probably you couldn't have written three years ago. Yeah, exactly. I mean that was so specifically about Broadway and uh, closing out my twenties on Broadway, which is. Uh, just you know, as everybody does. Sure. Speaking of the uh, <laughs> humble break. Speaking of uh, the singing, this is a Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco here on the Kevin Bean Show. Here, talking about his new album available everywhere called "Pray for the Wicked." The and I know people have asked you about this before, but forgive me. The note you hit, the note, the all-time <laughs> note, the Mariah Carey note that you hit at the end of "Say Amen." Yeah. That wasn't. You didn't just lay that down in the course of. Singing that song live. I mean, you just went in and sang that note by itself, right? And then mixed it in, right? Uh, I mean, okay. Humble brag. Listen, this is what I'm going to say. First try. <laughs> no, 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 no. First try. No, no, no. What happened was is that you know we have that last chorus, and I usually. You know, I want the song to build and build and build to that very last outro. Still has to get bigger, but once mm -hmm. I've hit the chorus, that's the biggest part for me. So, where do you go from there? I've started just hitting falsettos. So that was one that 
it just happened, you know? And I kept asking my friend Jake. I was like, give me one more. Give me one more. We did it like three times. And then we just kept the, the wow, best one. Wow, three whole times. Three whole times. <laughs> he must have been exhausted. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was nuts, man. <laughs> Were you, is that the highest you've ever sung? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think that's the highest that we've put on an album, at least. And yeah. you were surprised, I imagine, as was everybody else in the room, when it hit, right? Yeah. What's weird is that when I'm singing, I, I'm, I'm not really thinking of the key that the song is in. So mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, well, whatever feels comfortable for the voice. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah. Is that tech? I think that's technically the highest note I've hidden, but I don't know. Hidden? That's not a real word. It's not a real <laughs> word, but we know what you meant. <laughs> now, let's, <laughs> say, let's say that you're performing and you're not feeling well. Do you go for that note? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I do. You sort I've of missed have to. it. I've missed it a you couple times. You have missed Dude, it. Dude, we just did a show. It was so funny. I went, we you know, played a song called Victorious, and at the very last part, there's like a last chorus. And there's a line that goes, Shooting fireworks like it's the 4th of July. And I went, Shooting fireworks. <laughs> Dude, no exaggeration. Look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. I cracked so hard and immediately just started laughing into the next line. It was, that's all you can do. You know what I mean? It was terrible. We, uh, one last question before the break with Brendan. We have been lucky enough to see you a number of times over the past few years, and oh, we've man. seen you do Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And that's one that I can't believe your band is able to get through with all of those different moving parts and not screw it up and hit all those notes. <laughs> Let alone that's, your vocals. That's that is a very difficult song to sing, no? Yeah, no, it definitely is. I appreciate you saying that. I, it's that That's one that we started doing in Soundcheck, but that's one, also one, like you're saying, you got to keep it true to the original. You when can't really you, mess around with The that. first time I heard you do that, was it was it Weenie Roast? Yeah, I think it was. Um, I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> right. no. Oh, no. Right. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. <laughs> it's, it's always a disaster for everyone that tries it. And you, effing nailed it. Thanks, man. It was amazing. I appreciate you saying that. We, we love playing that song. I was song. scared for you just for a little bit. I was like, no, no, please. <laughs> I'm terrified every time we do that song, man. It's, yeah, it's nerve-wracking. The new record is out. It's called Pray for the Wicked. It's Panic at the Disco. Brendan Urie is here. A quick break. More with our guests right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. And we are hanging out with Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco in hey. studio this morning here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Brendan up, is very, he's very peppy. You're very peppy. that, by the way. We yeah. don't get this at this hour of the morning very often. You know, it, this is another, I just, you guys are always so sweet, and it's really nice to have people that are peppy as well. When I come into a place and everybody's just kind of a downer, I feel like I have more of an obligation to pep everyone up, but you sure. guys make it easy. So Most guys uh, pep, pep everything down. It's <laughs> very different. Pep it down. <laughs> the uh, Pray for the Wicked Tour, named after the new record, uh, is bringing you back to Southern California. you got a date coming up at Staples Center on August 15th, and then it says here, two shows added due to overwhelming demand. So it must be true. Valentine's night at the Honda Center, and then the next night at the Forum. That's right. That's right. And by the way, your uh, opening act on that uh, those nights Kevin, I don't know if you saw this. I did not. see is this. That, there's the, the two feet that you like so much. Yeah. I just found that song and I love it so much. Love yeah, it. so awesome. that's so excited. Great group. All right, Allie, yeah. the last time you ran into Brendan was wow. rare. <laughs> Good lord. Well, if you listen to the show, you heard Kevin in my interview with Blink One Eighty Two. Um, it didn't go great. It went great because Allie came to me earlier in the day. And she said, should I keep drinking or not? And I was like, absolutely. And yeah. then she said, but you don't need me for the interview then. And I said, absolutely both. Yeah. So, so she was drunk. It did the interview with Blink. Finish that, walked out, and who is walking in front of me, <laughs> making his way to the stage, but Mr. Brendan Yuri, and I'm like, I know. Brendan! I know. And you I, were so sweet and so warm, and I was like, was, oh, she's drunk. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just going to ask you if you could sense that. I asked him to take a selfie of us because, no. you know, I'm 5'2", not long arms. I thought he'd have longer arms. And you were you're, mistaken. You're, Have you seen him? Well... <laughs> 
I mean, well, he's not a pterodactyl. He's like a T-Rex over here. Not Come really. But... Or, yeah, T-Rex. I went pterodactyl. Listen, <laughs> I'm drunk. And I, and I went eagle for some reason. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Are we all drunk now? So I hand him my phone. Yeah. He takes it, looks at it. Like, it couldn't be worse and I mean, more blurry. I don't even know if you can see. Like, dude, it's such a bad photo. It is a terrible and picture. It's, and it's 100% my fault. But I kind of like but that it's I this way. I literally it's... look at it. So and I she. just looked at you and said, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you can totally tell it's your face. Here's what I like. It's so best. artistic. You I, know like, what I mean? It's I like so that artistic. neither of you ever had the idea of taking it again. You were, taking no. you were both no. happy with it. Done. That makes me happy. Oh, Solid. So, <laughs> yeah. So congratulations on that walk to the stage that <sighs> could have been really uh, we uneventful. We could have had a, a, a way worse photo. I mean, that one <laughs> that was funny. That was so beautiful. It came out great. <laughs> Thanks for that. Brendan, what is your favorite song on the new Panic at the Disco album? Have you heard it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I heard it's great, though. Uh, no, my favorite's King of the Clouds right now. We we just did uh, to- our first tour rehearsal yesterday, and it went very well. I love that And that one, one is uh, just starting off with harmonies. Very Bohemian-esque in that sense. I love that. Can I ask you about the releasing of the songs? It yeah. seemed like you guys were like, sure, it's coming out in a week. <laughs> but here's another one. Hey, you can't yeah. wait a week? Here's another one. It seemed like yeah. you guys released more songs, four total, right? Yeah, yeah, Before four. it was out? Yeah, that's right. Is that going to be a more common thing happening? I mean, hopefully. I mean, I, I like doing videos as well. Like, I mm-hmm. like to, to put out a couple songs, do another music video, put out a song, do another music video. So I hope to. I'd like to do more. And, and there's songs that didn't make the album that I'd still like to put out. Yeah. Whether it's just, you know, maybe I'll just become a SoundCloud rapper. I don't know. A little, little, <laughs> little bump. little bump. <laughs> yeah. little bump. Yeah. I like it. Sure. <laughs> you know you have to tattoo your face then, right? <laughs> yeah. What should I- it be? Should it just be a... Oh, I was going to go real dark. Never mind. So, like, <laughs> come on, we're trying to keep it fun here, Brendan. Uh, never mind. It <laughs> It'll be a bunny um, rabbit on my eye. Yeah, tell me about, and I know that there are a lot of artists who, who despise being asked to explain or elaborate on their lyrics, but I'm so oh. interested in the last song on the record, Dying sure. in L.A. Yeah. And it's a beautiful piano piece, but the lyrics really, really uh, get me. Where's that coming from? Is that just your imagination? Was that a, was that a sad day, Brendan? <laughs> no, that was. Uh, I was actually writing with a friend, Morgan Kibbe, who does a bunch of stuff. She's got her own thing, White Sea, and she's played keyboards and written songs for M83 and like countless people. She wrote a song for us a few years back called "LA Devotee." Oh, she's really? just she's phenomenal. She's such a really you know just a really good friend and. I met up with her. We went into a studio, and she said, I have a set of words uh, after our last conversation together about you know, Los Angeles and stardom and celebrity and fame um, that I'd like to show you. And I said, yeah. She said, I don't have any chords. I don't have a melody, no pentameter. So I sat down at the piano, and I went to my go-to chords, which is like Bruce Hornsby, you know, Tupac changes, major add two <laughs> chords, like really nerdy, happy stuff. And because I like that juxtaposition, you know, having really sad lyrics and then really happy chords. It almost makes it more morose and kind of a little sadder. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sad down and within like 10 minutes we had sneezed out a basic idea recorded the piano one take recorded the, the vocals one take i planned on on replacing them but it felt so nice from the original that we just kept it so it just stayed the same it was just wow. a one, one and done is that the quickest that you've was, ever accomplished a song that's the quickest yeah that was absolutely the, the fastest we've ever done a song and, that's and no retakes. amazing yeah that was that's, cool. Wow. I mean, when I, I mean, guess when you're hot, you're hot. I mean, <laughs> you know, you're just in the groove and it works sometimes. Yeah, yeah, you know? just yeah. You can't really plan it. It just that one happens so so easily. And yeah. then I bet there are other songs in your catalog that you spent three years trying to get right. Right. Sure. sure there's plenty of those. <laughs> um, there was actually the first song for the album that I didn't know was going to be for the album was High Hopes. That one I got a a hook from a friend named Ilsey. 
What up, Ilsey? And she sent me this thing. We had talked about my childhood and stuff. And I was like, this relates so well. I used to make cardboard cutouts of guitars and stand in front of the mirror and act like a rock star all the time. <laughs> I was like, that'd be so cool to touch on that, you know, dreaming big as a kid. Uh, so I wrote that with her before Broadway even. It was like three months before Broadway. We had that. Then I had to get ready for Broadway. Came back. That was the first one I, I touched back on. Yeah. Wow, that's such a... Fun it seems like every song has its own story. Yeah. For sure. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Is it, uh, dumb question here, uh, is it great being Brendan Urie right now? Yeah, man. Humble brag is the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I do, I feel very fortunate. I, the fact that I get to just tour, perform, you guys are sitting here asking me about stuff I created, that's just mind-blowing to me, you know? It's, it's the coolest thing ever, so is thank you. Is it super energizing to have the new album to perform oh, as yeah. well, you know, to be able to work the new stuff in? That's the best, right? I mean, I mean, as an artist, like, you want to play the new stuff all the time. You've played all these other songs, you know them so well, but to, to terrify yourself and play new stuff that you're not really well-versed in is so fun. There's nothing like it, yeah. Well, and you know your fans will be singing these lyrics right back to you, too. Oh, you know, because they are crazy obsessive. <laughs> they are awesome. They're so <laughs> dedicated. Yeah. The uh, album, I, 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 you guys agree, the best uh, Panic album? Yes. I think, I think it is. And uh, from start to finish. Yeah. There's not a song that you, a song that you skip. I appreciate that. By yeah. the way, be, best mm -hmm. album of the year too. For oh, me. Might, I mean, might, let's might slow be. down. The I'm year's not, not done. Yes, we just hit summer. We just hit Seriously. summer. Seriously. Come on, you got Cardi B. You got some. You got. Come on, you guys. We have some. <laughs> Listen to the band. He knows what he's talking about. It's called Pray for the Wicked. The dates at the Staples Center and at Honda Center. Tickets available, if there are any, at panicatthedisco.com. Brendan, we really enjoy every time we get a chance to talk to you. Thanks so much for stopping hey, by the Kevin and Bean Show. Reciprocated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, uh, real quick. Uh, two things real quick, and then we have to talk to Karina. Okay, first of all, uh, Brendan Yuri even smelled good, you guys. Oh, I'm telling you, everything about that man is 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 well put together. Yeah, he's awesome. I don't. Yeah, you're, this is I, weird. I you're making it yeah, weird. Yeah, you made it. I'm even not making weirder. it weird. No, I'm saying he's uh, he's uh, he's fun in person. That's what I'm saying. But uh, well delightful, put together, just charming, smells good, look, looks right? good, sounds okay. good, uh, is good. That's what I'm saying. All right, so I that's, licked his face. Mm, salty, see? but I still liked it. <laughs> All right, What's wrong with you? Thing two is earlier this hour we announced the details for the first time anywhere. Smashing Pumpkins are playing the Troubadour. That show is tonight. This is the super secret show we were telling you about. We gave away some tickets. We'll give away some more in about 20 minutes. But if you want to buy them there's a limited amount available at 2 p.m at amoeba music in hollywood that's today cash only photo id required $19.79, you guys. That's how much they're asking for the tickets. You can start lining up at 1 p.m., no earlier, first come, first serve. No tickets available at the Troubadour tonight, but that is going to be a very special evening with Smashing Puppets. So that's how you can buy your tickets if you want to buy your tickets. So this past Monday morning, uh, Beer Mug came in, and usually when we come in on a Monday, we have to sort of take stock of what we need to rebuild. Right. I, I don't know what happens over the weekend, but... <laughs> Chip comes in. She has to, like, rebuild all the equipment for some reason. It's all been destroyed. I don't know what goes on over the weekends here. Computers are turned off. Yes. Uh, furniture is stacked up <laughs> at the side of the room. Sometimes there's a stray, a stray puppy. It's just we have no idea what goes on on the weekend here. And that's every Monday. Every so Monday, this right. past Monday, Muggs comes in, and he goes, Kevin, come here. Look at this. And he points at the floor, and there's a giant throw-up stain on the floor of the phone-op room, which is a very, very small room. And, and this is the room where Beer Mug and our friend Ruben answer the phones for the Kevin yes. Bean Show this morning. They sit there, and it's like a it's a the size of a closet yes. is what it is. And there's a huge throw-up stain and a little air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you can sort of tell that somebody half-heartedly tried to clean it up. Right. Because they were wiping it, and it, half of it probably came up. The other half was forced into the carpet. Oh, just ground in puke. Yes. Okay. Yes. So then we said, what's going on? Vomit. Right. Why? Yeah. Who? How? Just vomit. Barf, barf city. Right. Why leave it there? What, yeah. What's happening on the weekend? Right. Chip said, I came in Saturday. There was a wedding here. What? Yes. You know whose wedding it was? Who? Karina. Karina! Sweet Karina? In HR. Why is she puking everywhere? (laughs) Right? That's my question. Karina? Yes. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Who has a wedding at a radio station? You know, someone who's broke and needs to get every penny's worth. (laughs) Where did they actually hold the service, Karina? At the sound space. Nice. Oh, okay. Right. And, and how many people do you have? About 70, probably. Okay. And did you have uh, catered? Was it food, food and drinks provided? It was a, there was a taco man, and we had an open bar of our own. You did, huh? I mean, Karina, <laughs> I voted for you for Employee of the Month. I didn't see an invite. <laughs> I was wondering about right. that. How come we didn't find out about this wedding until after it happened when you sent out the company email? It was very low-key. I couldn't invite everyone. Right. Yeah, okay, you had 70 people there, but Allie, who voted for you for yeah. Employee of the Month, wasn't didn't make the cut of 70? Thank I'm you. sorry, Allie. I'm sorry. It's fine. I mean, how you many relatives won. and friends do you have? Jeez. <laughs> These right. are only the closest. <laughs> At what so, point did you drink too much and come over into our phone op room and throw up? You know, I wish I could say it was me because, first of all, I'm also pregnant. So it would make sense that I'm But you just got married Saturday, Karina. Yeah, she, I was. She you got pregnant fast. already? <laughs> that was quick. She works fast. <laughs> My husband is magical. <laughs> <laughs> So you're saying that because at least then you would have been able to drink at your own reception. So it it wasn't you. We can actually take you off the list, right? Wait a minute. Hold on. She's pregnant. Uh Uh-huh. She's still going to throw up. That's true. Pregnant ladies vomit. Right. But I left that behind in the first trimester, so it wasn't me. Okay, it wasn't you. All right. All right. Now, what, uh, so you say about a 70 people. Was there a lot of drinking going on? Did it really get out of control? I can answer that, yes. Well, we know it did for one person, but let me just find out in general. I mean, did it seem like it was, uh, were people partying pretty hard? And an open bar is usually an invitation to overdo. <laughs> well, we did run out of beer, so, mm. you know, it Sweet. wasn't like we were going crazy. Okay. Uh, you should have come in the phone op room. You could have taken it off the carpet. Oh, Kevin. Now, at, at what point did it, did security get so lax that people were allowed to wander away from the sound space and that's just go... That's what I'm saying. Yes, that's what we're saying. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's what you're saying. <laughs> I was too busy trying to make sure my wedding was going great. I wasn't worried about security at that what? time. What? So, so people could just wander off into the radio station. I guess so. There was a curtain, you know, but nothing's going to stop people that are curious and never been to K-Rock before. And So somebody's drunk, and they wander in there, and they literally... I mean, there's a bathroom 12, eh, 20 feet away, maybe. Right. You just make it to the bathroom. Yeah, better option. Better sure. option for vomit. Now, we were told that it... Uh, I don't know how uh, Dave got this information, but he's under the impression that it was somebody who was giving somebody else a tour, and maybe somebody had asked, hey, where do the DJs work, or something like that. But you never heard back from any of your guests all... Uh, by the way, I, I I Ralphed in the in the hallway, right? Well, no, okay, so someone comes up to me, and they say, hey, look at this picture. I'm giving my son a tour, and... Uh, 
we're like we're here in the studio or whatever and i'm like first of all that's not the studio but okay and uh he shows me the picture i'm like cute okay i'm, I'm kind of upset that they wandered off and i'm like what okay and uh he tells me but Unfortunately, my son just uh, threw up in there, and I'm like, no, you're mm. kidding. I uh, honestly thought he was joking when he was telling me. I didn't believe him. Could I uh, butt in just for a second? Him. Yes. That is an adult-sized puke. <laughs> There's no oh, kid. I didn't go near the puke. There's like, no kid that. that's doing that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe he's covering. He's like, son, if you cover for me this one time. Right? Oh, wow. I see. I don't know. That is not kid puke. <laughs> So, why do you have any idea if you heard that story? Why the the family didn't go? Hey, maybe it's our it's on us to kind of clean it up and not leave it in a place of business over the weekend. No, I told him. He told me, um, go ahead and charge us for whatever damages it is. And I said, no. Did you clean it? And he said, well, no. And I said, can you clean it? <laughs> I was like, uh, we're not just going to leave it there. So you knew who it was. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. I and, know who to send the bill to. Huh. And it sounds like Karina, even though it was the mo- most special day of her whole life. Right? Was, Why are you dealing with this? Yeah, was dealing with it. <laughs> and was still trying to get them to do the right thing. Right. No, and then I go tell my husband, I was like, this is your family that I'm mm. marrying into. So you go take care of this. Wow. <laughs> See, all, if you would have invited start. me, we right. could have left him off the list. <laughs> Right? right. Next time. Okay. Oh, it, Karina. Next time already. Wow. <laughs> it's been a rough week for Karina. <laughs> it was. Uh, it was not a good surprise <laughs> for so us on Monday. <laughs> but uh, they did. They did clean it. I understand. They. Uh, do I have this right? They did professional. They had a they professional had to bring clean him a on deep cleaner. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, who's Who's the guy's name? Uh, his name is actually the same name as my husband, Mario Perez. <laughs> mm. Same but name as your a, husband. Mm. Yeah, no. <laughs> Karina, is it your husband? <laughs> no, it wasn't my husband, I promise. Karina, a little right. bit? A little <laughs> bit? Was it your husband? Well, if you've never had the opportunity to enjoy the fresh smell of vomit after 48 hours, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Karina. Congratulations. I'm so embarrassed. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie's What's Happening here on this Wednesday? Did you guys hear about this uh, picture that you can pose in front of? But only if you're a verified influencer or you have 20,000 or more followers. No. I saw the, I saw the photo right. of, the, of that with the sign that it described all that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I almost vomited. I was yeah. so revulsed that it existed yeah. that I didn't even want to read the article. What is it? So I see a tweet from a guy named Justin Kaffier who works for uh, writes for Vice and it says there's a new security guarded mural in LA that only allows influencers and verifieds to take a pic in front of it and it's, people who can photoshop it is literally behind a tent there is a security guard you have to get let in to take the picture oh oh, oh f- you Obviously, the comments started like sure. that's LAAF. No, I hate it's, it. it's really not no, LA it at all. It's just, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it too. Um, people just were repulsed by this, obviously, because it's gross. Um, here's the thing was it performance art? Was it trolling? Were they trying it feels to like trolling. get you to um, promote something? Because they did want you to hashtag. A specific thing, which was like and sub. So hashtag like and sub. So you then go to their Twitter and I'm like, 
Mother effer, Dylan Francis. Ah. There's a picture of Dylan Francis as the avatar, and he's holding like what looks to be like a Hollywood type periodical, if you will. So I'm like, what is this all about? Well, here's what it turns out to be. <laughs> A man named Jack Wagner has said, ah, yeah, it's me. I'm the mastermind behind the stunt. It was all a campaign to draw viewers to his upcoming Go 90 series called Like and Subscribe. It's a satire about influencers and the Hollywood types who have helped them find internet fame. And Dylan Francis will be one of the super managers of the influencers. He's very funny. He's very funny. Yeah. Here's the thing. Before anyone knew what it was... They were lining up to take pictures. Of course. D-bags <laughs> down there. Like, um, I'm verified. I can get in. Let me go. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Seriously. <laughs> but um, I have to hand it to this guy. Obviously, he's now on every single write-up. He's yep. on all the local news stations. That was well done. And what I like about it, he, he was shocked that it wasn't vandalized that night. He's like, how did it stay? <laughs> Seriously, how did someone not come down and just write D-bag right across <laughs> it? So, I mean, uh, pretty good. Now we're all talking about a show on Go90. Which I don't even know what that is. Me neither. I okay. think it's a um, subscription service. I think oh, okay. you uh, you take that to improve muscle mass, don't you? No, uh, I, I think don't think it's a supplement. Uh, no, ninety PX or something. Oh, it's not or, the same. Yeah, it was ninety something. That's yeah. not the same. No. I feel like that's a, a powder substance. That's different. Yeah, okay. yeah might be different. Mm-hmm. So imagine you're in the movies Avengers: Infinity War, and then the directors Anthony and Joe Russo put you in a van, and they tell you that you're gonna die. You well, mean, not not in real life, right? just in, real in, life? in okay. the movie. This okay. is, um, according to Elizabeth Olsen, who played Scarlet Witch, this is phenomenal. This is her quote. They took us into a van, all of us. We were in a van with air conditioning because it was a very hot day, and they told us how the movie was going to end, and no one knew. And they were like, now we're shooting it. Go. And we're all like, how are we supposed to interpret that? They didn't let anyone know in the script who was going to die. die at the end. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, maybe some people die in it. Maybe it is, like, one of the most shocking film moments for a lot of people. Right. Freaking out. But Marvel was incredibly protective of the film's plot. Even uh, the directors wrote a letter to fans that they had posted telling them, please don't spoil the end on social media. Let people see the movie. But to go to the extreme of not telling your actors. That's awesome. That's awesome. So until that day, they thought they live. Yeah. They're like, all right, how does the movie end? Uh, (laughs) Come on into the van, kids. Uh, I got some bad news for you. You never get good news in a van. Nope. If someone says get in the van, don't do it. I've said that for years. But uh, by the way, Avengers Infinity War opened in April. It's grossed over $2 billion worldwide. $2 billion. $2 billion. (sighs) It's ridiculous. When we come back, we're going to talk all about the WWE and Fox and how you're going to be seeing commercials for Roman Reigns while you're just trying to watch a little baseball. You're going to see commercials for wrestlers when you're trying to watch Thursday night football. Oh, I thought, see, I, thought I was going to miss it. You were going to miss it. Nope. Mm. Nope. Okay. That's all going to be happening. Here's some birthdays. J.J. Abrams, Toby McGuire, Chandler Riggs, and Alana Masterson. And that's what's happening. 
Kevin, let's talk about tonight. Tonight, tonight. Oh. Right? Well done. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins are playing the Troubadour, and we have uh, five pair of tickets to give away right now. Yep, tickets go on sale. A limited number at Amoeba Music in Hollywood at 2 p.m. Got all the details on the uh, Kevin Bean social media if you want to buy those tickets. But as Kevin mentioned, we have some to give away for Pumpkins fans right now. This game is called Just a Second. Just a Second. Sorry. Uh, that's the whole soon? theme song. That, no, that's that's about how long you have to identify a Smashing Pumpkin song. It's as easy as that. We'll play the first to second of a pumpkin song. All you have to do is tell us what it is. And if you're right, you win tickets to go to the show tonight. So make sure if you're on the phone, you can go tonight. Right. Tonight. Right. <laughs> you can't play the applause sound effect for yourself. It's not me, man. It's, it's bogus. Justice in Echo Park. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. That is an awesome name. Justice. Thanks. Justice. Uh, yeah, it was named after uh, the And Justice for All album. That's where my parents met. I love that. that. That's wow. the coolest yeah. name story ever. <laughs> Have you ever seen the movie Eagle vs. Shark? I haven't, no. Oh, at the end he goes, tell him Justice called. And the guy goes, okay, Justin. <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> See, it's pretty good. Uh, Hey, you guys, right. we, have a, we have a game. Oh, I'm sorry. Here, I, just gonna, wanna, okay. I just want to chat with right. Justice for a while. His, we're going to play parents. a clip, a one-second clip of a Smashing Pumpkins song. <laughs> hey, we, we will hey, repeat it. We'll play it for you twice. Hang on. Before you do that, uh, Justice, do you have any uh, siblings with similarly interesting names, or are you the only cool kid in the family? Uh, my sister's name is Jamin. Jamin? Jamin. Where's that from? Yeah. Uh, I guess it was, like, my aunt's, like, friend's name at the time. And Not like, as cool. Yeah, that yeah. sucks for her. <laughs> Not as cool. Wow. What if they Not just misheard cool. Bob Marley? We'd be jamming. Jamming it is. <laughs> All right, Justice, we're going to play it for you twice. Play what? what for you? Oh, we're doing a game. That's right. <laughs> just a second. Holy crap. <laughs> what Smashing Pumpkin song is this? One more time. I already know it. Yep. 1979. Yeah, yep. it is. There you go. Congratulations, you got the tickets. Have fun at the uh, Troubadour tonight, and uh, call us back every single day so we can learn more about you and your family. Sean, tell us about your name, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Story named him Sean. I don't have any good stories. My well, make one of your time to make one up. Come on, man. <sighs> Allie, remember the Justice Times? I do. That was fun. All right, Sean, you ready for your clip? I'm ready for it. Here you go. One more time. Today is the greatest. That's well, today. Cool. Yeah, yes. Nicely done. You won the tickets. All right. If you go for two, if you go to the Troom tonight, let us know how it is. Yeah, please. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer in Los Angeles. Good morning. Morning. Are you ready for just a second? Yep. Okay. Here you go. One more time. Zero. Pumpkin stands and other stuff. Yeah. Congrats. Love love that song. And by the way, I forgot to ask the band when they were in a couple of days ago, but I wonder if it's going to be, now they have an extra guitar player, they brought James back, I wonder if it's going to be a super guitar-heavy live stage show now. I would they got an extra so. guitar on stage. I mean, I would guess an extra guitar would mean that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives you the opportunity to do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. All right, let's go to uh, Noel in Los Angeles. Hi there. Hi. Hi. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Here you go. One more time. Tonight, tonight. <laughs> this game is relatively easy for the pumpkins, isn't it? it? Sounds like it, yes. All right, hold on. 
Uh, Noel's a great uh, name, too. By I the way. knew you were. I was going to say, were you the first in your family? Oh, it, damn it. I, I can't stand either of you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, and it was just half Christmas week, and we have That's Noel on as a winner. Right? All right. We already have one pair of tickets left here. Tim. Yes. Anything that we need to know about you to do a deep dive? Or are we good to just uh, do the. I named my kid after Ava Adores. Her name is Ava. Wow, that is a Pumpkins fan right there. I I hope you win, and I suspect you will. Listen up. There you go. The world is... (laughs) (laughs) One more time. The world is... Uh, bullet with butterfly wings. That is correct, The yes. world is a vampire. Nicely Fantastic. Done. Troubadour tonight. Tim, have a great time. Let us know how it is. Everybody else, tickets are going on sale at 2 p.m. at Amoeba Music in Hollywood this afternoon. Have a great time tonight. And thanks for playing. Just a second. Just a second. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, Omar. Hey, Bean. The very week that that tragic story is all over the headlines about that poor man who got shot at Malibu Creek State Park the other day, Mm -hmm. still an unsolved murder, by the way, is the day that Omar comes in and goes, hey, guys, I'm taking my kids camping this weekend. (laughs) That was, uh, that did not uh, fill you with confidence about going out and sleeping in the woods, did it, Oh, No, and not only that, like two weeks ago, there's another story of a guy who died. And then a week before that, there was another guy who died mm-hmm. right? Uh, somewhere in Northern California. We're heading up to uh, Yosemite, my first time camping. And when I started telling people, oh, yeah, I'm going to Yosemite. And they, everybody seems to have a story about a bear coming up to their tent or them getting up in the middle of the night and going to the bathroom and running into a bear. It happens. Why are people going where there's bears? You're going where there's bears. (laughs) Listen, I'm second-guessing this whole thing now. All right, to to give you some confidence in this plan, we would like to take calls from our listeners of horror stories, nightmare stories about camping. I appreciate that, guys. 1-800-520-1067. You went camping, and it went so poorly. Well, there's a lot of things that could go wrong. It's exceptional. Yeah. A lot and of things that could go wrong. I don't have any gear yet. We're going to go shopping, oh, I think, tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I need a tent. Well, uh, may, may I ask, a, why the sudden urge to go camping if you've never gone before? So, last year during our, our break, we went to Yellowstone. It's a huge, beautiful national park in Wyoming, and I had a blast. But we, we we stay at a hotel, and you drive to the park, and you kind of, you know, have a couple of day trips, right? Right. right. some food. Right. Um, so, the same group of people that we're going with are hardcore hikers and Mm -hmm. campers. So I'm going with people who are pretty experienced at doing this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I've always wanted to do it, but I had parents who were just hated me. So I never got to do that or experience that as a kid. Hard to believe. So so I'm going to take this chance to, you know, show my kids. And, and, you know, I'm a a bit of a man. I'm a, you know, I like to work around the house. you know, a little outdoors. Yeah, you know, so I think, oh, yeah, you know, no problem. But I started hearing about bears. Will you be in an RV or... Or a tent. No, tent. Oh, you're screwed. We're dry- <laughs> yeah, you're, you're effed. Yeah. They're All right, just going to come right ask, up. Let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Why are you so surprised to find out that there are bears at Yellowstone? That's so, a great so, question. So That's not- why people go to Yellowstone. <laughs> That's a great so, question. So, so I'm not I'm not surprised that there's bears yes, there. Yes, you were. No, no, no. You were right in the meeting. You were. I'm assuming that where the campgrounds are. It's not really bear friendly, so I'm thinking the bears are higher up in the mountains, not where we're getting, where humans are. And then everybody's telling me, you know what? The bears are super chill. They get it. Like they won't like you know because they're, they, they're, they're around like, people. A yeah, lot. Yes. they stay in their lane. And I'm thinking, 
they're bears. Right. They can kill you. Anything can set them up, set them off, right? Right. I mean, I don't think in general they want to kill you. I think in general they just want to take your food. But they're still bears. It's not like it's going to be Yogi just after my picnic basket. (laughs) But but no, it it kind of is, though, because the bears are going to go where the food is. And if the human, they're going to go wherever the humans are because they they have a great sense of smell. How does your mind work where you go, bears are way up there and then people are over here? It just doesn't seem like humans should be going where there's bears. Uh, you shouldn't. Right? That's what I'm saying. But so I think I'm out. You are. <laughs> I'm I know. I'm all, I'm you're, like, you're all in. You I'm have to go. screwed. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, as we uh, as we invite your calls in, we'll go to uh, uh, John in a second here. 1-800-520-1067. Let's not forget, there's a lot of other things that can go wrong besides animals, besides coyotes and hyenas and bear and moose and mosquitoes and all of that. Don't forget all the, uh, you know, all the poison ivy and things like that. that sure. Mm. Don't forget uh, fire getting out of control, God forbid. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. This is building up my confidence, guys. Right. A lot of, <laughs> lot of ways to fall and get hurt on a trail and, uh, and be out of cell range and spend the rest of your life there just waiting to be rescued. I don't like it. <laughs> hey, John and Van Nuys. Hey, how are you guys? Hi, Allie. Hey. You got a bear story? Yeah, so I'm an experienced camper. I've owned a motorhome for probably 16, 17 years. Been hey. to Yosemite a bunch of times. You want to hear about the last time I went to Yosemite? Yeah. Yes, a sure. Bear, a bear broke into my motorhome, ripped the door of the storage container off just to get the food, the okay. food out. Okay, hold, please. Oh, my God. So you but weren't... Omar says that the bears are up there and <laughs> you're down here. <laughs> yeah. No, no. no, no clear, clearly marked campground. Like, I had to pay for it and everything. I so you're in a motorhome. You're not in a yeah, tent, you're in a motorhome. Correct. And, oh, and it came back the next night looking for more. So they're smart, too. They're crazy oh, smart. Yeah. Oh, where? he told his friends. He's like, you <laughs> got to go to this campground. <laughs> John, John where, were you, where were you when the bear was rummaging around your RV? Uh, sleeping in the bed right above the storage space. What? Oh, my God. So you were there. You didn't wake oh, up? Oh, you could have pet him. Oh, I did. No, no, I oh. woke up. Okay, you did. Uh, okay. What am I going to do? Hey, stop it. So I, we kind of looked out, and it dragged away a five-pound uh, container of dog food and just drug it through the campsite. I feel like you look at that bear and you go, bear one, me zero. Right? I'm yeah. not, there's nothing yeah. I can do about you that. Bear <laughs> yeah. went in, man, and I, was, uh, I let it go. So, <laughs> d- d- John, does, does that discourage you from going again, or you're still all in? Uh, I have not been back to Yosemite. Oh, okay. Uh, That's right. exactly where I'm going. Okay. okay. Lesson learned. Thank you, John. Oh, Let's do one more uh, bear. Thank you for the call. We really appreciate it. Let's do one more bear call before we move on to some other things. This is going to be Julie in Anaheim. She's on line two up next on the Kevin Beach Show. DJ Omar Khan going camping for the first time. We're trying to trying to uh, fill him and still him with confidence with all the things that can go wrong, including bears. Julie, what happened? So uh, we were going up to Mammoth, which is close to Yosemite, to go spread my grandpa's ashes, and we got up there late at night. My family had already been up there for a little bit, so my cousins and I, we slept in a tent that night. Well, as we're sleeping, we start to hear these noises and kind of like pawing around and like little sniffs and like maybe a nose rubbing on the tent. And I'm like 12. I'm 31 right now. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God, okay, I'm not going to look. We're not going to look. So we laid there for hours until I heard my uncle in another tent across the way. He got up to go pee, and we're like, Uncle Tony, is it okay? Are there bears out there? And he's like, no. Like, like we're completely, you know. Crazy, crazy. sure. But when, we, but when we got up that next day, like in the morning, 
we went and we looked around and we definitely saw some bear paw prints. So it was a little, you know, scary as a total. So there was a bear sniffing your tent. Uh, that's correct. And my family had already been up there for, yeah, they had already been up there and they had told me that there had already been sightings in the campground of the bears. All right. So, Guys, you're mm. going to where the bears live. There are yeah. more bears that's, there than listen, anywhere in the, the whole rules. country. Follow the rules and you should be okay. Don't encourage the bears, you know. Oh, you have to, inc- you didn't encourage the bear. Oh, you're out there going, here, Bear, here, Bear, I got food for you. Here's my piece of advice, because a lot of the times uh, where you're camping, they will have a bathroom set up. Mm-hmm. Just leave a trail of food to the bathroom <laughs> so you can find it at okay. night. Good tip, good tip, okay. good you're tip. Welcome. I'll do All that. All right, okay. thank you, Julie. We're taking your calls. What can go wrong when Omar takes his young children camping? 1-800-520-1067. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Which kid do you like the least? Yeah. Because I think you're going to have to make that decision at some point. Yeah, I'm going to have to sacrifice a kid if there's a bear. Be like, here, you know. Sorry, Zoe. (laughs) You know what? Zoe. Zoe's had a good run. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, Zoe the uh, Pippa of the Cod family? Exactly. (laughs) Omar is taking his two young daughters camping for the first time ever, and he doesn't sound very excited about it. Not now. Trying to help him out with uh, stories of uh, disasters out in the camping world. Uh, Leo's in Long Beach. He's on line one. He's been patiently waiting on to share. What story with us, Leo? Hey, Omar. I hope you're one of your kids isn't as curious as I was when I was a little kid. Uh-oh. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I have a bear story, but I'm going to tell you a story of a rat. Um, I was about midnight, and I was probably about seven, eight years old. We go camping a lot, and I had my own little, like, one-person tent. And I heard scurrying, like, something scratching on the outside of the tent. So... The curiosity got the best of me, so in the pitch blackness, I took out my flashlight and I and I unzipped my tent and I crawled out and I, I circled my tent and when I finally found the uh, final scratch in my tent, it ended up it ended up being about a, a foot sized rat inside my tent. Oh. Wow. Well, I'm sorry, you say inside your tent. It got it got it came from outside to inside the tent after I uh, after I left the tent open after leaving it. So, Holy crap. Yeah. It got worse because I didn't want to do it. I, didn't, I was afraid of, get, of getting big. So I ended up going inside my dad's tent, and he wouldn't wake up. So I ended up taking his keys and uh, making making a home inside the uh, the truck. Look, that's that's the right thing to do. you got to give up the tent. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> it's a foot-long <laughs> rat. It's like, there's no choice. The rat moved in and took your territory. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Let's go to line three. This is going to be Josh. He's Los Angeles. Uh, something else we haven't considered, the possibility. You're out there wandering around in the great wild wilderness. Josh, what happened to you? So uh, I have a younger brother, and at the time we were, uh, I was 13, he was 12, and we were camping with my grandfather near Amboy Crater in the middle of the desert. Okay. And my grandfather was really rough, that type of guy. And up near Amboy, there's a bunch of cracks in the ground, so you can't see inside of them from the top of the desert. Well, we made our camping ground in one of those cracks. We went up to the top of the crater with my grandfather. My grandfather wanted to stay behind. My brother wanted to go back to the camping ground on his own. So I follow him down. And I didn't want him walking alone. And uh, we could not see our campground from the desert top at all. We wandered around the desert for 15 hours and got lost. Oh, you got lost oh. in the desert. The only way we ended up finding our way was uh, it was in the middle of the afternoon. So we couldn't get our directional bearing at all. 
And uh, we knew there was a gas station probably around like 10 miles away, but we could not see it at all. So we wandered around and it was starting to get dark and I could finally see the lights of the gas station in the distance. And so my brother and I walked with that. By the time we showed up there, there were police waiting for us and my grandfather waiting there for us because we had said that would be our meetup point if by chance we ever got lost. One question about that 15 hours in the desert. You obviously didn't plan on that. Did you have enough water to sustain you? No, we <laughs> we were severely dehydrated when we showed up there. We had to be rushed to the hospital. And um, did there you was a think, point where my did brother you, and I didn't think we were going to make it. Did so. you think, hey, I might have to eat? Yeah, eat my brother. And I could take yeah. him. Yeah. Did you think yeah, I could take we, him? I mean, we were so young that we were just afraid, basically, okay. of death right. at that point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow, that is a, that's a terrifying story. Don't get separated, Omar, from yeah. your kids. Well, I mean, unless I'm going to sacrifice them. Yeah, and know which one you'll eat. Yeah, first, yeah. Right? <laughs> which one is which one is fatter, oh? Zoe. Okay, Zoe. <laughs> oh, Zoe. All right, let's Zoe, go to Re- let's go to today. Rebecca. Line two, Porter Ranch. I know it seems like we've run out of things that can go wrong, but wait, there's more. Hi, Rebecca. You're up next. Hey, good morning. How are you? We are good. Morning. So we went camping as a family about 10 years ago and at Malibu Creek State Park, which is where the gentleman was shot the other day. Oh, yeah. And uh, we went camping, my husband, my two kids and I, and we were hiking around, having a good old time. There was a big family, two or three sites down from us. Um, Everybody's having a great time, good weekend. We went out for a big hike the one day, and we were quite a ways away from the campground, and all of a sudden all hell broke loose. There were helicopters landing. There were emergency vehicles flying through the campsite. Excuse me. And we didn't know what was going on, and it was crazy. I mean, we were seeing these helicopters land right in front of us. So then we go back to our site, and we're talking to people, and it turns out that the family down the way that we had seen, they're all gone, and one of their members had drowned in the lake. Oh, man. Oh man! Yeah. Did you forget so about drowning, Omar? Didn't yeah. think about drowning. We're we're planning to kind of like go to the lake and you know kind of wash up there, and maybe yeah, not now. Maybe <laughs> really. Yeah. yeah. All so right. Uh, Good times. I mean, it's so. Nobody expects something like this to happen. You just think you're just going to go out there and commune with nature for a couple you know, of days. <clears throat> I'm not feeling so good, guys. You guys can <laughs> I don't think. swim. Uh, <laughs> n- yeah, she gets one. Okay. Yes, God, so, so she'll, be, she'll be good in the lake. Johnny <laughs> says, bear bit brother's toe off while sleeping. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Have a great time. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bean Show on K-Rock. Undefeated UFC fighter who will be fighting again on July the 7th, by the way, against Max Holloway to be the lightweight heavy cha- heavyweight champion of the world. Brian Ortega joins us in studio on K-Rock right now. Hey, Brian. Hey, how is it, guys? Good. Why is it you walk in and Ali immediately starts calling you a dummy? I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> What's that about? A baby dummy, a too. A baby dummy. I'll post the picture, but it was after his last fight that I was watching, and I was like... Wow, those are my friends in the background. They must be in his his corner. And then I was like, wait a minute. I used to do live shots at KTLA with him, and he was 
for lack of a better word, you were the dummy that the Gracies would choke out in those segments. Yeah, I was. They were trying to show how effective jujitsu was and how, like, chokes and arm bars work on a human being. Mm Mm-hmm. So and now like, that you, human being. You be that him, human being. But he looks so young in the photo. And now he's a grown man and he's undefeated. That's the yeah. worst job at MMA, being the dummy, isn't it? That's hilarious. I'm the test dummy for TV. Well, listen, Brian, we don't have as much time as I wish we did with you, but you have a fascinating story. In fact, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit heartbreaking, and it's so inspirational that you've made so much of yourself. But, I mean, you say in interviews sometimes when people ask, when did you start fighting, you say, I, I uh, lived in a rough area, so I started fighting at age five. That almost yeah. sounds like uh, you need to learn survival tactics. <laughs> Yeah, my dad, uh, so I was born and raised in the beginning of my life in the projects in San Pedro. And, you know, the, the pretty, pretty much you have, you know, you're always fighting as a kid. Yeah. And I had this little chip on my shoulder as well. So my dad pretty much figured if I'm going to raise my kid in this environment, I better teach him how to fight. Because I don't want him coming home getting beat up all the time. Sure. And that's how it started. And I, I started training when I was five years old. You did... started training when you were five. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Five to 13, I did kickboxing. And then I quit. And then I got beat up again. Really? Yep. And then I went. <laughs> Every time you try and breathe, you get beat up. I should have laughed, yeah. but and I mean, then, you quit. Yeah, I quit. I, I quit, and then I got beat up. And then, um,. Yeah, and then I joined jiu-jitsu, and then that's kind of how everything just, since then, it, it evolved, you know? Now, a lot of people who grew up in that kind of environment get into some bad stuff. Did you? Were you a, a lawbreaker as well? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I look completely, if I, if I pull up my old photos, I look completely different. And uh, You're a troublemaker? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, sort bit. Of have to be yeah, yeah, you sort of have to be, you know, your friends that you grow up in there, you know, you grew up in that environment, you pretty much... You, you um, just roll with them. Yeah, you know. Does that sort of um, set your mind to uh, just being a fighter? You grew up with that mindset? Everything, yeah, everything from, from being five years old to training to, to getting beat up to training to going through high schools and, and getting kicked out of all these high schools for fighting... Um, eventually, but I really get paid for But were you winning the fights in high school? Um, yes and no. Oh. Yeah, yes and no, you wow. know. You had fights where it's three-on-one or whatever, you know. You get jumped, you lose. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was always a good athlete, so I was good at running away. A lot of people... I can do that. Yeah. A lot of people, their, their lives get saved because they fall in love with something. They become passionate about something, whether it's, you know, music or religion, in your case, jiu-jitsu. How did it, how did it change you as a person, Brian? Well, I mean, at the, at the time, I had so much chaos going on, you know? Like, um, my cousin was, was killed, and, my, and then the next year, my best friend was killed. Yeah. And then, um, so my mind was, was somewhere else, and the only thing that kept me balanced and, and kept me... Like, all my frustrations was that outlet I had was jiu-jitsu at that time. So I would just train hard and go hard, and everyone's, like, always wondering why this kid's going so hard. And to me, I was just relieving stress. You were just blocking everything yeah, else out yeah, and a it's the bit. only place where I can go where it was judge-free. There was no one there that, that, to kind of, you know, who actually knew me on the outside. So I, I was walking into a world where no one knew who I was, and I was training, and everyone accepted me for who I was in the building. It was, oh, that's a cool kid, you know, instead of, oh, there's Brian, there's that punk, there's this, or whatever history I had going on in the back. And uh, for me, that's, that's kind of what saved me a little bit. That's awesome. Now, you played a lot of baseball growing up as well? I played two seasons of baseball, and I sucked 
sucked. Okay. Well, I, I was a hustler. I was a hustler. I was, I was, pit, I was catcher, and I was shortstop because I wasn't afraid to let the ball hit me. <laughs> and, you just uh, get in front of it? Just, yeah, I would just get in front of it. Take you it. Know? Yeah, the goal was stop the ball from leaving, you know, so I just had to do it at all costs. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I saw your video when you threw out the first pitch at the Angels oh game, and you God. looked like you were having the time of your life standing on that major league mound. And I just wondered if there was ever a time where you kind of hoped that, that, you know, before you knew MMA, that you thought, oh, maybe baseball is the way to go. No, yeah, I did two seasons of baseball. Um, when I quit, I went right into baseball. Because my dad told me, you know, if you're going to quit fighting. Yeah, when I quit right kickboxing at 13, my dad's like, well, you're not just going to sit around the house. You got to do something. <laughs> and he threw me in baseball. And I never played baseball in my life. But the first season got me good. I got, I learned pretty much how to play the game. Mm -hmm. Second season, I was good. But the only problem was it's a team sport. Right. And when you have a team sport, you rely on other people. And okay. And that's for, for difficult. Of, yeah, for lack of a better word, we lost every single game. <laughs> uh, except for one. Except on both teams, you know. I, I came in this one team and we lost every single game. And I was like, okay, next one. And then I went to the next one. I was like, this time is going to change. These guys, like, they're going to be players like me where we're hustlers and we're trying to win. It was the same thing. And, uh, and that's when you said, I got to just depend on that, myself. And that's when I just quit. Yeah, I was like, I quit I quit baseball. I was like, I got to depend on myself. Plus, it's dull. So it's How dull. dare you, Kevin? How dare baseball. you? He does. And he's wrong. All right, so 14 and 0. Have you been hurt much? Yeah, I had two shoulder surgeries. Um, been punched in the face a lot. <laughs> yeah, that comes with the territory, right? Uh, yeah. Wasn't one injury because you wouldn't tap out with the Gracie? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Just l tap out. I, I get stubborn sometimes. Uh, <laughs> like one time, one of the Gracies caught my foot, and he told me to tap. And uh, I literally looked him in the eyes. I told him, break it. Oh, my oh god! And then he was like, stop being stupid. <laughs> tap. And I, t I told him, break it. What is wrong with my you? My mind was in war zone. And like you know, my right, mind. Right, but was... if you have a Gracie saying tap, I know I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the hood. We don't care about that stuff. Um, no, but yeah, I, I pretty much had my foot, and then he like he thought I was bluffing, so he went and squeezed it, and my my foot started popping. Oh my god! And then he, he let go, and he got mad. He's like, "Oh, you're so stupid!" And I, was just like, <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, but I didn't tap." <laughs> I love it. Can All right. We, before we let him go, though, can you just tell us a little bit about your foundations for kids? Yeah. So what happened now is that uh, I realized before all this, when I was 20 years old, I started doing work, foundation work. Mm -hmm. um, it was after one of my fights where I dislocated my shoulder during the fight, kept fighting with one arm and sure. won the fight. And that's a crazy mindset in itself. Yeah. But go ahead. And then after I was depressed because I couldn't train, I couldn't do anything. And my, my coach, James Lurson, told me to to stop being a baby. Like, stop stop being a baby. Go do something. And they took me to go to this this event called the Mauiola Foundation where we take we took kids who had cystic fibrosis and we took them surfing. Oh, awesome. And, and you're and, a surfer. And at the time, I was learning to surf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just love hanging out with kids. And I, I always teach kids at the academy, but teaching kids or, or just hanging out with kids on the outside, I've never really done. Mm -hmm. And when I was with these kids and, and I saw the, the joy in their face and, and what surfing brought to them, it, it made me forget about what I was going through and I was about them. 
And then I got invited to do the, the tour where we go on a bus for two months. We travel to almost every single state in the U.S. And wherever there's an ocean, we take them surfing. But whenever we're inland, we go to the hospitals and we visit kids who had cancer. I mean, you name it. We go to the hospital and we, and we, have, we have bedside visits. We have playroom visits. And after that, I was never the same. Well, and, it kind of puts everything in perspective, doesn't it? That's amazing. Yeah, and, and from there on, I figured, like, if I ever become someone, if I ever make it, like, I want I want to do this, you know? And now I started my own foundation to where I'm not just catering to kids because there's a lot more problems in the world than just kids. And uh, I'm just trying to do as much as I can to, to help where get awareness and get, like, same like-minded people to do the same thing and help me on, on this mission, just to kind of just help the world and, and help people who, who are in need of help. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Brian and that, those, are, those are words coming from a man who hopes to to hit Max Holloway in the face in a few <laughs> couple of weeks. Um, toughest fight of your career so far, you expect, on July 7th in Las Vegas? No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like this is now two hungry young lions who, who one is at the top of the mountain and one's like right there and, and wants to throw him over. So, I'm sure you've watched video of his very rare losses. What do you see in him that you can exploit? I haven't really watched too much film, I'll be honest. Um, I'm one of those guys that I don't care about the past film. I don't care about, I only care about certain little things when I see films. Um, really, I just want to go in there and finish. That, that's always been my objective, you know, whether I see the film or not. Uh, I always have the same game plan. You know, mm -hmm. I, I go in there and, and my job is, is to, to finish whoever's in front of my face, whether it's pretty or ugly. It, I gotta make it happen. <laughs> right. Know? Either Is way. Is this whole fight gonna be on the ground? Um, I don't think so. No, he likes to strike. Max I like, does. I, he likes Both to strike. We, I like to bang it out. Yeah. Um, I'm Mexican. What? You know, so like, what? This is what are you saying? We had no idea. Well, it, it means is a... I'm going to take a finish wherever I can get it, whether right. it's on the feet or whether it's on the ground, where, wherever it goes. I always say, pick your poison. By the way, your team from Mexico just made it to the uh, next stage of the World Cup. <laughs> um, Even though they lost, they made it to the next. Yeah, round. I'll take the championship belt <laughs> that way too. Right, lose the fight, still get the belt. I love it. However, it works. well, it is a, a fantastic card that night too for UFC 226. Uh, our friend uh, Daniel Cormier is going to be fighting. He's going up against uh, Stipe Miocic, which uh, everybody is talking about that guy, by the way. It's we the love Daniel fight. so much. It's yeah, the it's a huge fight. Of fight. The year. Yep. And uh, you're on the card against uh, Max Holloway, too. So, of course, uh, T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, if you want to see it in person, you can buy tickets at axs.com, access.com, or, of course, you can watch it on the pay-per-view, as we will be doing. Man, it's so nice to meet you, Brian. You really are an Likewise. inspirational figure. We love having you being from Southern California and, and fighting the good fight here. I hope you win, man. Fingers crossed for you, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Allie, it's uh, time for one final look at what's happening. A couple things that we need to just talk about. Little sig alert on the southbound. Okay. Mm -hmm. Southbound 110. And now, okay. a breaking news bulletin. I mean, it might be done by the time I get to it. Uh, southbound. Okay. All right. Southbound 110. And now, a breaking news bulletin. Southbound 110 freeway. Uh, that's okay. Just kidding. Street. Uh, I can laugh at this because this is just police activity, but here's why. They're going to be blocking all lanes, by the way. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wait, two, three, four, and five lanes. So okay. just one lane 
is what you can right, drive so on. But here, here's why. There is a jackass that's setting up a sign on one of the overhangs. And I was like, oh, if it says, Julie, go to prom with me or something like that, I'm going to be really mad. No, it says, fight pollution, not each other. Sir or ma'am, you are now making everybody late. You have ruined everybody's lives. I'm going to go home and buy some Aquanet and spray that crap right into the air. I'm going to F with the environment just to spite you. Um, Even more pointedly than all of that, Mm -hmm. he's literally causing pollution by having people sitting on the freeway with their engines idling. Such a good point. Listen, if the CHP is listening... Take them out? Take them out, You got sharpshooters, right? Do it. Everyone would applaud that's sitting on that freeway. All right. That's annoying. Don't, uh... Don't do that. Take them out with, like, a... a Stun gun, like a dart gun or something. Tranquilizer. Trank dart, sure. Then he falls, Uh maybe on a pillow. We'll set a pillow out. He'll be fine. Wow, you really... Maybe he, for him now maybe he breaks a pelvis something, but uh, get him down. Here's the thing about Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, congestion covered. Yeah. That's already taken care of. You don't need to create additional congestion. Especially that 110 at 2nd Street. Now you're screwing with the 101. You're screwing up everything. So I hate it. that guy. Good times. <sighs> guy's a dick. He's the worst. I hate him. Breaking news as well. Joe Jackson. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> and now, breaking news, boom. Show And now, a breaking news, boom. Joe Jackson, the Jackson family patriarch, battling terminal pancreatic cancer. He has passed away at the age of 89. I am here with the man, the father of talent. He's planted many seeds in the music industry, Mr. Joseph Jackson. I'm uncomfortable with that interview. Yeah. Um, don't love it. Don't love what was just said. So I said to Dave, the king of Mexico, uh, Joe Jackson died. And he said, who? And I said, Michael Jackson's dad. And he goes, Jermaine? And I said, no, what? Joe Jackson. And then I swear to God, he was about to rattle off Tito and the rest of them. No, Joe, who's the dad. Doesn't he understand that those boys had a father? I Well. That guy was a dick, too. Did they? Uh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. He had uh, 10 children with his wife, Catherine, and mm-hmm. then, then another one uh, with a girlfriend. So 11 kids for Joe Jackson. I don't know if he beat them all, but uh, he beat a bunch of them. Yeah. He was not, not a good man at all. Do you guys remember the show Spencer for Hire? I remember I, the name of it. Yeah, right? me too. Just the name. It was back in the 80s, and it was Robert Urich. He was a mm-hmm. private eye. Well, it's coming back. All right. Why so soon? Netflix will be bringing the series back in a movie, but they could turn it into a series of films for Netflix if it's successful. Who's going to be playing this private eye based in Boston? Going to give you one guess of a private eye based in Boston. A private Get us, Leary. That's a great guess. It seemed like... no. There would only be one name that we could come up with. Yeah, think of someone that I think every movie they do is based in Boston. Dee's um. nuts. Dee's nuts. <laughs> Incorrect. I don't know that name. Are we thinking Martin Scorsese? Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> he's uh, done a lot of, he's done movies in a Boston. Patriot's Day, The Perfect Storm, The Departed, The Fighter, Ted. Who's in all those? Mark Wahlberg? Yes, it's Mark Wahlberg. 
Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We're not trying to make you work this hard. It's just we're bad. I'm just saying. Yeah, if, if I had to pick any actor who uh, does a t- it, maybe even Ben Affleck, you could say. Sure. Now that you say it, of right. course, we oh, should have love of God. gotten it. Thank you. <laughs> Joe Jackson turns out to be the lucky one today. Oh, missed this. That's on us. That one. Uh, that is on us. Yeah. Um, some birthdays for you. A lot of people. So enjoy it. That's what's oh. happening. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home at 5 p.m. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Bean makes us guess. Um, we have Dr. Drew on the program tomorrow like we do on Thursdays. Uh, we have Jim Jeffries in the <gasps> studio. I hope he calls me the C-word. One of our favorite comedians of all time. And uh, more passes for the K-Rock Advanced IMAX screening of Marvel Studios' Ant-Man and the Wasp tomorrow. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Screw all the haters and what they say. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.